0: The way we may be sure that we know Jesus is to keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Whoever keeps his word, the love of God is truly perfected in him. This is the way we may know that we are in union with him. Whoever claims to abide in him ought to walk just as he walked. Beloved, I am writing no new commandment to you, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. And yet I do write a new commandment to you, which holds true in him and among you. For the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. Whoever says he is in the light, yet hates his brother, is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother remains in the light, and there is nothing in him to cause a fall. Whoever hates his brother is in darkness. He walks in darkness and does not know where he is going, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days were completed for the purification according to the law of Moses, the parents of Jesus took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Lord, now let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation which you prepared in the sight of every people, a light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people, Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself, a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. The Gospel of the Lord. Wherefore, in the name of God, the all-powerful Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, of the blessed Peter, Prince of the Apostles, and of all the saints, in virtue of the power which had been given us of binding and loosing in heaven and on earth, we deprive him and all his accomplices and all his abettors of the communion of the body and blood of our Lord. We separate him from the society of all Christians. We exclude him from the bosom of our Holy Mother, the Church, in heaven and on earth. We declare him excommunicated and anathematized, and we judge him condemned to eternal fire with Satan and his angels and all the reprobate. So long as he will not burst the fetters of the demon, do penance. And satisfy the church, we deliver him to Satan to mortify his body, that his soul may be saved on the day of judgment. That was the formula for excommunication on the church's books from around the ninth century until very modern times. The actor Richard Burton pronounced something very similar in the 1964 film Beckett during the very intense excommunication scene. Upon concluding the sentence, Burton quickly flipped over the large candle he had been holding and he stamped it out and then flung it on the marble sanctuary floor. Beckett had excommunicated some bishops who were putting the king before God. King Henry II, at the end of his wits, is said to have asked, Will no one rid me of this meddlesome priest? Whatever he said, four of his knights took it to mean to go kill Beckett, the Archbishop of Canterbury. On December 29th, 1170, after the knights ordered Becket to absolve these wayward bishops, to which he refused, they entered the sanctuary of the cathedral where he was praying solemn vespers. Beckett's last words on earth were, For the name of Jesus and the protection of the church, I am ready to embrace death. The soldiers then hacked him to pieces. Beckett's murder was such a shock to Christendom that quickly he was venerated as, as a martyr all over Europe. His feast remaining within the octave of Christmas, and within three years, he was canonized as saint. A scholar wrote, A year later, King Henry himself did penance and was scourged at Becket's tomb. The shrine was the most popular pilgrimage site in the British Isles until Henry VIII's thugs destroyed it and the saints' bones in 1538. St. Thomas's four murderers fled England and eventually sought forgiveness from Pope Alexander in Rome, who had excommunicated them. The Pope made their penance a term of 14 years of service as crusaders in the Holy Land. It's interesting, is it not? Traditionally, if one went afoul of the church's laws, he was delivered to Satan to mortify his body that his soul may be saved on the day of judgment. The excommunication was, of course, mercy. Today, however, it is all just too mean, for our kinder, gentler church, whose bishops are more concerned about pleasing the kings of this world than God. And so they accompany and dialogue and spout theologically incorrect nothings, such as Holy Communion is not just for the perfect, but for sinners. The problem there, of course, is that the modern-day kings and queens, our modern-day bishops, are accompanying do not think they are sinners. They advocate for all manner of moral abominations and sins that cry to heaven for vengeance, including the hacking of babies in wombs. Instead of being excommunicated, they are awarded photo ops with bishops in Rome and given Holy Communion in their hands so they can eat, unwittingly or not, their own condemnation. My friends, Christ was born to die. The little baby placed in a wooden manger was born to die on a wooden cross as a sign of contradiction on two contradicting beams. He didn't do that to accompany us in our sin, but to save us from it. We then too were born to die, to die to a life of sin. God willing, may our last words on earth be Saint Thomas Becket's for the name of Jesus and the protection of the church I'm ready to embrace death